Hey, Blissful Hikers, this is Allison, and I'm still off trail, relatively speaking. I hike every day, I ride my bike a lot, but all of it's here at home in Minnesota. Now, we did find out with a stress echocardiogram that I have no structural damage to my heart, so that's really good news. Only we don't know right now why it was racing so much on the Continental Divide and why my body was like lead and I couldn't breathe. The doctor's still working on that part as I wear a heart monitor the rest of this week, and we look at the readouts over a longer period. But suffice to say, I am in much better shape than I was when I left the trail a month ago, and I'm aiming to get back on trail in a few weeks, if possible. But right now, I'm looking back in my rearview mirror, and I thought I'd take you along on a past hike on day one of the Pacific Crest Trail. My name is Continental Drifter, and I'm a, a southbound PCT hiker this year, and this is my second time. And yeah, I hike the Taro, and, and if you've hiked the Taro, you're prepared for anything. If you know what a tussock field is, you, you can tackle a bear on the PCT. It's, it's, it's really easy. And so it begins. I am not prepared for the PCT. I am prepared for the PCT. The PCT is not prepared for me. The PCT is prepared for me. Which is most true? I wake up in a bed, maybe the last time for a while. Curtin Holly lay out a huge spread for breakfast, and I just gorge. I'm not quite as skinny as I was when I returned from New Zealand, but I know I'll need many calories today. She's got sandwich fixins too, and we all pile into the car with a sack lunch, our axes crowded in a pile so as not to cut the fabric. Kurt and Holly are trail angels, taking four of us in, feeding us, helping us buy fuel and food, and maybe most importantly, getting us oriented. It's incredibly generous, and it's selfless. I've always wanted to live close to a national scenic trail and help out through hikers since I did the AT in I-2. And this is the first time that I've had, I've been so close and I've had the means to be able to do it, you know, and the, it's so the right circumstances. It, I mean, I hiked the AT in 92, right? That was 27 years ago. So it took a while, but um, I always felt like for the people who helped me back then, I wanted to pay that favor forward to other hikers. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm doing it. But as far as doing it, I, you know, I don't know yet. We'll see how... Is this your first year then? Yeah, it's my first year. So yeah, no, it's going to be pretty exciting. Six hikers each day, mm -hmm. uh, the day before they arrive. And so when I'm pulling them up to the pass, Holly's going around and picking them up each day. Oh, okay. That's kind I'm of sort cool. of the base camp manager. Base camp manager. And, yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, what's what's the deal? Like, when you did the AT 27 years ago, did it surprise you that there were trail angels helping you out? Did you expect it? I mean, kind of no, well, see, out. back then, we didn't have the internet. So, I mean, that changes the whole perspective. Now it just seems like, yeah, I can just join the PCT trail angel page and I'll just type up a message whenever I can. I need to ride in town. Hell no. It was just, it was pure magic. It wasn't arranged. It wasn't, you know, it you put out your thumb on the side of the road and you, know, you learn how to hitch, right? Yeah. Which is, I seem sometimes when I see some of the posts on the trail angel, like, are you, do you ever want to try to hitch? Or are you just, okay, you're always just going to rely on the app to get your ride. So I think trail angels now and the magic is a different meaning for people mm -hmm. than what I remember it to be. Mm -hmm. Things like the beer from the BMW hiker on the 
uh, Blue Ridge Parkway because the trail was, you know, in the middle of a section. But the trail is close to the road in many places, so you can get a lot of good trail angeling or even yogiing if you can, mm-hmm. if you can yogi, which I was never good at yogiing. So, okay. Wait, what's that? Yogiing, you know, Yogi the Bear. Yeah. Would get, like, be friendly with people and they'd give him her pic- his picnic. Picnic basket. Oh, a picnic. Yes. So it's like, so yeah, when you're yogiing, you're just basically jonesing for food from people that you just randomly met, like Sam Waddle. He had already just day hiked. He was like, oh, well, you know, you're, you, I'm not going to eat these today. I'm going to go back down. You want them? Like, yeah, sure. And like, ah. That's trail magic. That's yeah, yeah. the kind of trail magic that I think of. Oh, yeah. Because it's just, it's not like I, oh, they just responded to me on my app and now I know they're coming. Yeah. No, it just, it was random. It was just, it's random. it was very random and, and organic. It was just nothing. And sometimes, yeah, you couldn't get a ride. I'm sorry. You just hitch or it's like, you tried hitching and after a while you just give up and you just start walking because yeah. I'm just not I'm not turning around for the cars anymore that are just passing me by I'm just I give up about I'd say about two or three miles after I've left the trail and I give up I just start walking mm-hmm. but sometimes then someone will pull over they recognize oh you're a hiker yeah you're not just a roadside homeless person so. <laughs> which is a tough hard to tell the right? difference right <laughs> well I'm appreciative of your angelic work of of having me here and helping me orient. Mm. Uh, this is a, a little bit of uh, a wild hair to do this. I'm slightly disorganized. The only thing Completely I would ask of you in return, I mean, if you want to donate money, it's fine. Yeah, but, money. Uh, I'm talking about the future. Yeah. If 10 to 20 years from now, you're close to a National Scenic Trail. Yeah. Consider being a trail agent. Absolutely. This is what I'm doing. I'm paying yeah. it forward, so that's I, cool. I leave them just a little bit of money, but they say it's more important to right. pay it forward. I gave two people a ride up to Hearts Pass for the karma. <laughs> Where is Hearts Pass? The mastermind of today's shuttle is a woman named Premila. She's invited nearly 30 hikers to camp on her lawn and then pile into three rented vans for the half day's drive to Hearts Pass. It's a massive hiker village packing up. American, Australian, Scottish, German, Italian, Indian, and it's like herding cats to get us on our way. Uh, my name's Shanoon. I'm from Brisbane in Australia. Uh, Ariel from Scotland, Edinburgh, Scotland. What are you most excited about? Oh, I'm, I'm just waiting for that perfect like ridgeline view of yeah. the mountains in the background, a lake somewhere, maybe like a bear off in the distance. <laughs> the scenery as well for me, and also just the, the sun. Honestly, I love the sun. And I run hot after, you know, years in Scotland. <laughs> okay, hi, uh, my name is Divya. So I'm from Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, got to know about PCT this year, February 2019, uh, just on the internet. And it, it really excited me reading how people hike, how they do resupplies and four months, how exciting. I love to be with nature. But when the idea came into my mind, I thought it is not possible because I have a job that I don't want to lose. And I thought there are a list of problems that PCT would not happen. Like job, my boyfriend, my family. I'm like, how am I going to tell them and all that? And then I quit the idea. Uh, again, I, uh, I don't know, after three months, this time I changed my perception from let me not think it's not possible, let me think it is possible. So I just went to my manager boldly, asked, the, I have my one month sabbatical, can I take three months um, unpaid leave for personal leave and all that. Luckily, she said yes, okay. I just changed my perception, the end point and everything else made, a path was created for myself. Uh, so my name's Mark, I'm from Connecticut. And Do you have a trail I'm- name? 
Um, I do from the AT, but I think I want to start one over and see if something organically sort of comes about. <laughs> Vincenzo from Italy. Now, after five uh, years, I could uh, reach the goal to start. Uh, Will you do the whole trail? I hope. In the van, I sit in front, Charlie the Terrier on my lap and Kate driving, a thru-hiker herself who walked the PCT and the Te Araroa. We talk the entire drive, like two soldiers reliving some highlights, but more of the trauma of rough trail conditions and wild weather. Kate and I share so many details. I'm taken straight back to knee-deep mud, sidling high above rivers, the straight up and straight down of unmaintained trails, and also the incredible generosity we came across. And off we go, into the thrilling spires, pushing up into the blue sky, barely a cloud in sight. Snow nestles in the bowls, and the water below is a deep turquoise. Hi, my name is Becky, and I am a volunteer here at uh, North Cascades National Park. We stop at the North Cascades Visitor Center for a pee break, and a volunteer talks about bears. I put my hands on the rough fur of a grizzly next to the soft fur of a black bear. And the best way to not see a bear or encounter one in the uh, wilderness is to sound like a human. They really don't like humans, don't want to be around humans, so talk, sing, clap your hands, make noise while you're hiking, especially when there's a lot of undergrowth or you're going around blind turns, uh, and have fun out there. I look for people my age and my speed, wondering who is going to be my trail family. We drive over Rainy Pass, and I see a sign for the PCT crossing that I'll make in under a week. Finally, we arrive on the rutted dirt road up to Hart's Pass, the highest and most dangerous road in Washington. I look warily over the side with no guardrail protecting a fall thousands of feet down. But the views are spectacular as we finally arrive at a ranger station. Here is where we all leave our food, our axes and spikes for the harder portion to our south. The deal with a southbound hiker is that the U.S. will not allow entry from Canada via the trail. So hikers have to walk 30 miles north to touch the Terminus Monument, then walk right back down. But it's absolutely glorious walking. A quick picture of this entire gang, and we're off. The ultralight crew practically running ahead. I begin walking with Vincenzo, who laughs at my utter joy as we skip on to a ridgeline, an enormous chasm separating us from Mount Baker and the crown of the Cascades. You'll spend five months smiling, he tells me. When I arrived at Hart's Pass with 30 other eager hikers, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Sure, I understand backpacking, through hiking, long-distance walking, but this time it was a tidal wave of sorrow, confusion, and panic that sent me running away. Or maybe more accurately, caused Richard to pack me up and send me away. Walking will help you heal, Al. Just start and see what happens. 
Well, I was lucky on that start. The first day was sunny and inviting. The range of mountains from that first balcony walk felt within my grasp, right there in front of me, snow fingers creeping into crevices and flowers a burst of color. Those first days, I met bird friends, the two-toned Viri, a constant companion, and a kind of hearing-test one-note whistler I can't seem to identify. He's always along the trail. He sings, if you can call it singing, loudly and proudly. It always brings a smile to my face, no matter how tired and how achy I am. Why is it that this sorrow I'm escaping from feels like something material, something with a form, a shape, something alive? If I were to describe this creature, I'd say she's kind of blobbly, not fat exactly, but more unwieldy, like the marmots on the trail here in the Cascades. They appear to be wearing little sweaters from their youth, claiming they still fit because they can manage to squeeze in and displace waddles to their haunches. My sorrow and panic has a screwed-up face of a cranky child on the verge of a tantrum. She's not letting me forget she exists. If my attention wavers, she yells and screams. She even hits and pinches to get my attention. I'm weak in her presence. I'm at her mercy. My siren birds keep up their calls, sometimes even in rain. They won't let me go either. And I think of something that the American naturalist Henry David Thoreau wrote. Never smother your sorrow, but tend and cherish it till it comes to have a separate and integral interest. On day one, my smile was so huge, my expressions of joy and what I was seeing so loud, one hiker said I'd be smiling all the way to Mexico. Well, it's not quite like that. I argue with the air and I cry alone in a rough patch of trail. But when I hear my siren bird or see the fat marmot pause to look at me on his hind legs before waddling into his hole, I have to smile. I even laugh. Thoreau goes on to say, to regret deeply is to live afresh. Much of this walk so far is to escape, to make space and gain perspective, to hopefully find the opportunity inside the loss. And yet Thoreau, and oddly the walk itself, points me in an opposite direction. Rather than hide, forget, and separate from this moment, I should walk headlong into it and embrace it and perhaps make it part of who I am. Joy and sorrow are all of one piece, I discover, part of the sweet ephemeral of life. And as it turns out, part of me. That was a tough moment when I started the Pacific Crest Trail. I'd left a career of 15 years, and I had no idea what the future had in store for me. It's funny the parallels to this moment right now, thinking I'd be walking on the Continental Divide and finding myself at home, trying to get well enough to go back out. But on that brilliant first day of the PCT, I'm smiling, all the way up and down wildflower-filled meadows, banks of grasses dotted with orange, purple, yellow, white, mauve, cascading down the mountainside 
as if in a kind of flower fall. I'm so blessed. I'm here now because something awful happened that I did not want to happen. But it got me here, amidst balsam-scented forests, glacier-smooth rock, and views for miles. And this walking is a super highway compared with the Teororoa, the tread easy on the feet, the ascent gradual. Finally it's night, and the alley coop is up, with a big noisy group next to me tucking in. I'm exhausted, wrapped inside and thinking about tomorrow and all that I'm grateful for. I take with me to sleep now, the question of what it'll take to rise above my pain. And the answer catches me as my eyes close. Walk. That bird I described, the siren-sounding creature, I learn later on the PCT is called a varied thrush. They, along with the Viri, were my constant companions in the North Cascades of Washington. And then, curiously, they joined me in Glacier National Park, as though guardians along my walk, singing to me even as I prepared my exit. Earlier this week, Two Bear Air Rescue in Kalispell, Montana, sent me a letter. It reads, On July 8, 2021, Two Bear responded to a call for help. This call ended with our team hoisting you out of your situation. Because of your special ride on our hoist, I've enclosed a token as a reminder that every, in all caps, every day is a gift and to never take it for granted. Many people, they go on, have never heard of Two Bear Rescue until we arrive on scene to help them. There are no charges for our service because our number one goal is saving a life. Whitefish philanthropist Michael Gogan supports all costs of this program and believes that if we saved only one life, then the costs would be worth it. I pull out the gold medal with Two Bears logo and Gogan's heroes above. Below is a phrase that makes me catch my breath. By grace, you are saved. Grace, elegance and refinement, goodwill and unmerited favor, a state of divine sanctification enjoyed through divine assistance, mercy. The writer John Updike said, Rain is grace. Rain is the sky descending to the earth. Without rain, there would be no life. And Anne Lamott writes this, I do not at all understand the mystery of grace, only that it meets us where we are, but does not leave us where it found us. I was plucked out of danger by the grace of someone else's kindness and generosity, by their willingness to share in their good fortune by helping someone in need. And I am changed by it, just as I'm changed by the trail and the many gifts I've received, like a Chamber of Commerce picture-perfect first day on the Pacific Crest Trail, the abundance of flowers, the lack of snow on trail with amazing tread, the trail angels who got me set up and my fellow hikers whose enthusiasm and joy was contagious. But I'm also changed now by having to accept the circumstances I'm in and to do so with a kind of, well, grace. To be less of a whiner and more of a problem solver. 
to be less a catastrophist and more a believer in abundance, and to be as curious and full of gratitude off-trail as on. You can subscribe to Blissful Hiker wherever you get your podcasts. And do leave a review if you're listening on Apple to help the show get discovered. Blissful Hiker is on Patreon, and you can find a link to Patreon in the show notes or at blissfulhiker.com. That's also where you can find other episodes, the blog, see pictures of amazing places, and also contact me, blissfulhiker.com. And until next week, my friends, kia kaha and happy trails. <laughs>